to Always Strikes Last, an Age of Sigmar podcast with your hosts, Matt and Miles. In a world of, of always striking last, two two dudes sit around and talk about stuff. Like dudes who <laughs> talk about things, but it's actually stuff. But it's actually stuff, exactly. Uh, welcome to Always Strikes Last. I'm I'm Miles. I'm Matt. Uh, thanks thanks for joining us today. Uh, we were gonna, uh, let's see, let's kick it off with, uh, some impact hits, which is our, I guess our now usual way of kicking off a podcast. This is, this is how we do it. We gotta, uh, we gotta talk about our victories and our losses. Yeah. I had a, a, a pretty exciting game against the, uh, Lumineth this weekend. I always, I always seem to play the Lumineth. I'm going to get tired of talking about them. Uh, th- people are going to get tired of listening about him, but th- here we go. <laughs> well, eventually that'll be, that'll be OBR as well. So there we go. We'll have to get some new opponents. Um, that's all good. Uh, so yeah, so I played against Illuminate this week. Um, and it was, it was a pretty fun battle. Um, my list, I was trying out a Saurus only Seraphon list. I think I've talked about it on this podcast before. I believe so. Um, and it's basically, it's two battalions. So you end up with, uh, two Carnosaurs and 15, uh, Knights and about 40 Saurus warriors. And then you have croak, his tornado, his banner guy, and, uh, the Saurus guard. Yeah. And this is one specifically I've fought, right? This is that. That's right. Yeah. I think you have. Yeah. It's a good, good, well-balanced list. So, yeah. So it's got a lot of, it's got a little bit of everything. Um, and it's really fun because I like the Saurus models, so uh, you know it's just fun to have them on the table. And uh, and then my opponent Kyle uh, was playing his uh, Lumineth. He had a few of the new models, uh, which we're going to talk about later. Uh, spoilers! So um, excited! <laughs> uh, and yeah, so he had. A, I mean, I would say it was a pretty typical list for him uh, in that he had Teclas, he had three units of archers. He had two units of spearmen and a cathalar um, and sort of making his guest appearance for this battle was uh, Severoth, uh, Foxman of the Wind. I don't know what is that. What is this actual one? Hang on. I got it. I got it. I had this lined up for this whole bit. (laughs) Uh, Man, now it's gone. Oh, yeah. Severoth, Lord of the Seventh Wind. There he is. Look at him looking, looking cool. Um, brutal, brutal desert wind. Yeah. So, uh, so the mission was total commitment, which, uh, really wasn't a big deal for either of us. Uh, right. That's the one, uh, it's four objectives. You're in a diagonal deployment, uh, 18 inches away. And, uh, you know, the, the, you're not allowed to have anything in reserves, you know, you can teleport around if you have access to teleporting. You could summon if you have access to summoning. Mm-hmm. But if it's in your army list, it needs to go on the table in your deployment zone at Which the beginning is, of the game. That's that's pretty pretty good for both of you, right? Neither of those armies do have any uh, any deep striking shenanigans, right? Right. 
Right, exactly. Uh, although, as we'll talk about, uh, one of the things that Lumineth got in the new update is a teleport spell. Of course so they, they did. Because <laughs> they needed it. They really needed it. They were they were severely lacking that sort of just complete range of the table mobility that, that you know, everybody else seems to get these days. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. Says the KO so, player. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we line up. Um, uh, Kyle is able to outdrop me. Uh, I think his, I have like a five or six drop. Um, it's two battalions, but then like the croak combo mm -hmm. is like four extra drops that you can't like kind of work into anything else. So I think it ends up being, thing. yeah, yeah. I think it's pretty good. Um, so that's six, six drops for me. He's got, you know, four ish drops, um, techless, the battalion, um, and then Severoth. So three to four, depending on how it all, I can't remember if uh, the battalion has three spears or, or three. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, you get the idea. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and he's playing the sub faction where uh, you get extra aether gold, not aether gold, aether quartz. Oh uh, yeah. Um, um, when were they? So they, I, I'm sure they have a very elven name that I should have written down for a discussion later, but I didn't. So that's what we got. Um, yeah. They're not Yometrica. Yometrica is the other one. That's uh, um, CR, right? Yep. CR. 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 Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. So uh, that was him. I was playing uh, Coatl's Claw, which is um, plus one to hit for Saurus units on the charge. That's their big deal. Um, so that was kind of cool. Uh, so anyway, we sort of lined up across the divide. Um, and I had set up basically right on the line cause everything in my army just wants to shove itself forward as fast mm -hmm. as it possibly can and get stuck in. Um, and he sort of deployed six inches behind the line, you know? So, uh, basically holding the back edges of his objectives and just being like, you're not going to make it turn one, you know, really making you run the gauntlet. <laughs> yeah. Um, which was fine. That was a smart move on his part. I think it, from a, from a mission and deployment setup, I think it was his game to lose sort of, uh, uh maybe that's not, not, maybe that's, uh, uh, giving him too much credit or giving me too much credit. I don't know. Uh, but basically, uh, I think he had a, he had a definite advantage turn one, which is basically that, uh, I was going to have a real hard time getting to his objectives and taking him off of it. Whereas yeah. he had a few ways of sort of swooping in and like disrupting mine. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk about that. Um, so he has me go first cause he's a nice, he's a gentleman. Um, so I, I go first, everything rushes across the table. Um, nothing really gets into combat. Uh, croak is not able to set up his Bailwind vortex. And I don't think he actually sets up the Bailwind vortex for the rest of the game. Techless is basically like that one. We're not, we're not letting you have, we're not letting you have a free spell. What like there's no way that's going to go off. Um, and that was fine. He kind of had an underwhelming, uh, first magic phase, uh, which is fine. Cause none of his stuff was going to be in range. He's, he's sort of a mid game asset anyway. So, uh, 
And just so people have an idea, there's sort of it's a diagonal board, and you have two uh, objectives in your deployment zone and two objectives in their deployment zone. Um, yours are worth one every turn, and theirs are worth three every turn. Um, so if you can just get one turn of scoring on their objective, it's a huge swing. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. So I push everything up. I've got um, I've got most things on the sort of long end of the triangle sort of trying to push into his zone. And mm-hmm. then I've got my 20 unit of Saurus just in the corner, holding my other objective, not looking great, but not really doing anything. Just, just uh, sitting there tempting people to hit him. Yeah, exactly. And now that I've made such a big deal of them, I feel like they're, we're going to have like a Chekhov's gun, Chekhov's pistol <laughs> issue. Yeah. Like, uh, spoiler alert, they didn't do anything the entire game. They just sat on that objective, 20 Saurus, and were great. <laughs> I mean, if, if they got the objectives, then, yeah. uh, then that's something, right? Absolutely. Um, so, okay, so then what happened? Uh, uh, he, ha- he takes the bottom of one. Uh, he is able to really shoot the hell out of the, one of the Carnosaurs. I think, he, I think pretty much all the shooting went into the Carnosaur. Um. And Croak actually did a pretty good job of keeping some of the more uh, awful spells from going off, which was pretty, which was really what he was for at this point. Yeah. You know, um, you know, some key units didn't get uh, the power of Hish. So only six is doing mortal wounds. That's a pretty, actually pretty big thing for those, uh, for those units. Uh, He didn't get, uh, what's it called? Um, Lambent light, which is the, uh, re-roll to hit against an enemy unit in the shooting phase. Um, Which is super gross. It's really good, especially with the kind of build that he's going with. So then, uh, so he's able to kill uh, Carnosaur, um, but uh, that was all of the shooting. And then in the in the charge phase, one of the spear units makes contact with, uh, no, no, one spear unit makes contact with a 10-man unit of or is that I'm getting confused. Sorry. One spear unit makes contact with a knight with the knights. Okay. Um, I'm able to give them plus one to hit because of the proximity of a carnosaur. Um, and did decent damage, took a, took a, took a bunch of hits. Um, but that was one of the units that didn't get their, uh, five, their power of hish off. Mm-hmm. So, he did some decent damage. I'm down a Carnosaur. Then he double turns me. Oh, classic, course. classic, uh, high elf nonsense trickery. I mean, if it's so, techless, it's a jerk. He's going to make yep. some jerk moves. So he double turns me. Um, and, uh, croak puts up another good fight in the, in the magic phase. We keep some of the worst spells from going off. Um, at this point, Teclis is sort of moving forward into the middle of the board um, and uh, trying to mostly trying to make sure that everything is getting the five up feel no pain that can get the five up feel no pain. Yeah. Um, so that's that's good. He's gotten a unit. One of his unit of spears has been able to take out uh, my uh, a unit of 10 Saurus that were sort of on the flank. Uh, of my objective. So I have my final 10 back on my home objective. Um, I've got croak and company kind of in the middle, um, the 20 units of Saurus on the side. And then I've got, uh, 
the three units of nice knights still pushing forward. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he's killed another carnosaur. So both carnosaurs are gone, which is a bummer because they are awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's interesting that he went for the carnosaurs themselves as opposed to like the knights for, you know, objective taking. Right. Yeah. It's uh it's an interesting, I think, I don't know that he was, I don't think it was a wrong thing to do. Uh, it's just kind of interesting. I mean, you definitely don't want to get a carnosaur into your archers. That's true. That is but very true. You also don't really want to get a unit of knights into your archers either. Yeah. Um, I guess because they are buff pieces, that does that does also help the knights. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, so uh, top of two, I'm down two carnosaurs, and I think he's finished chewing through one of the units of knights. Um. But I've done decent damage back to at least one of the Spearman units. Okay. Um, my turn to the remaining two units of knights charge into his archers who are back on one of his objectives. Okay. Um, and uh, spoiler alert, they did great a great job, and I'm able to grab that objective. <laughs> nice. Um, Croak and company kind of move up into the middle of the board. He's able to get a few, um, a few damage spells off, which was pretty good. Um, you know, just cause yeah, Teclis still has like Teclis gets one auto dispel, but then he has to roll like a noob and he doesn't get like plus to dis to dispel. So it's like, yep. All right. So you actually do stand a good chance at casting a few offensive spells against him. Nice. Pr- provided you have a, a number of them to cast. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, and I, I was kind of moving them forward because normally croak is stuck to the Balewind vortex and then he can't move ever. But look, if, if he's not actually, if he can, if he can actually continue to move, why not? You know, um, do you think that worked out in your favor? I think it did. And, uh, I'll talk about why, uh, because in, so I'm scoring. I so I score at, on on turn two, my two points and three and an extra three for getting his back objective. Okay. Um, he gets the priority again. Man, I know, right? What a <laughs> bastard! And he's like, "All right, those knights in the corner, they need to really get out of here." So Teclis, um, I think he casts Speed of Hish on himself to get back there. He, I think he uses, I'm pretty sure he uses a spell to get him across the back of the board and he ends up charging both units of knights because they were, yeah. you know, they're close enough together that his giant ass base can just touch both units. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, croak still doing a good job shutting down, you know, some spells are getting through, you know, he has like eight casts and I can stop four. I can try to stop four of them. Uh, so, you know, some spells are getting through, uh, but, we're, we're mitigating. Um, so, uh, in the combat phase, Teclis takes out one unit of Knights, but because he didn't want to split his attacks, he wanted to make sure those, the, the Knights that were actually holding the objective went away, which was the right move. Yeah. Uh, um, what that meant was that there was a second unit of Knights that didn't get hit by Teclis at all. And they were able to chew through another unit of, uh, archers. Oh, while nice. sitting ne- while sitting next to Teclas. Uh, That's awesome. <laughs> um, but then sort of in the middle of the board where we talked about having croak 
for having pushed him up. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets double teamed by two units of uh, spear guys. Ooh. And, and yeah, it doesn't sound good. Um, but croaks actually kind of good in melee. Really? Um, yeah, it's uh, super weird. Uh, I didn't think so either. Uh, <laughs> I've never he, survived um, long enough. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, he's got, uh, one attack for every enemy model within three inches. So, so he's okay. coming into this combat with like, and, and no one expected anything out of him. So he got to go first because, you know, there were more important combats elsewhere to deal with. Yeah. Um, and so he got to go first. So he has 16 attacks, Jeez. uh, three up, three up, Ren minus one, one damage. That's great. Uh, and so <laughs> awesome. he, ba- he's, a, he's able to effectively wipe with the help of one of the Saurus guard who survived uh, a whole unit of uh, spears. And then there's just the unit. Then then there's just six spears left in that combat from the original unit that had taken some wounds earlier. Were um, they, were they a minus two bravery already too? Uh, yes. Although, although he'd been doing a good job of um, getting the Cathalar to take the, take the bravery. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not able to bounce it onto me because, uh, you can't, you can't, uh, what's it called? You can't debuff Soros bravery. That worked out in your favor. Yeah. So that was like pretty legit actually. Uh, that worked really well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, and then, uh, and then sort of while all this is happening, we mentioned that Severeth is on the table mm-hmm. and he's been bouncing around. He's been trying to throw out, throw out some pot shots you know, he's been, he's been real cagey to not get in, to not get stuck in, but he's seeing an opportunity. Cause I've got 10 Saurus warriors sitting on that back objective doing nothing else. And so he jumps in, he makes a beeline for them. I think he ends up having to shoot something else in the shooting phase. Uh, maybe it was croak. I don't remember. Um, and uh, and then get stuck in with the unit of Tensaurus. Now, how did that work out? First off, uh, I want to hear. But secondly, yeah. I feel like that model has to shoot at the unit it's going to hit. If you're only using one. Yeah, yeah, because uh, because basically uh, he killed like three or four Saurus, and that was it. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and they were fine. Um, he did do his, because he had charged that turn, he did do his fancy six inch pile in so that I can't really hit you back very well. Um, mm-hmm. but I got a few hits back. I got like two or three Saurus were able to, to hit him back. Um, and so we did a few wounds and that was nice. And I think croak maybe had done one or two wounds to him randomly over the course of some turns. Mm-hmm. Um, so now it's my turn, bottom of three. And this is where I'm running out of models, right? Yeah. I have half a unit of Saurus left. The unit of 20 Saurus that are sitting and holding my objective are doing the Lord's work over there, Lord Croak's work. <laughs> um, but they're really not offering a lot to the game. And as soon as anyone really wants to get over there and start messing with them, they are going to go away. Uh, so I need a way to get up on points fast. Mm-hmm. So, uh, one thing we do, which I think is pretty, pretty funny was, uh, croak uses his command ability 
to give the remaining two Saurus Knights who are the, who have survived up until this point, mm-hmm. um, fly, <laughs> they get plus one of their saves and fly. And so they run out of combat, uh, <laughs> and are able to make it straight across to the other objective in, in Kyle's backfield, oh, that's uh, awesome. which is, which has become unguarded through the course of time. We're just able to tag it, um, for an extra three points. Um, and then meanwhile, uh, I think that's the turn. Croak got some pretty good magic off. Um, again, Teclis is worried about making sure that the bill when vortex never goes up. So his yeah. major unbind is that, and then croaks getting plus three to all of his casts other than that. Uh, so he's doing some more, he's starting to do some mortal wounds, especially as units are dying. There aren't as many wizards in the board. There just aren't that many chances to dispel anymore. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, the astrolith bear, the, the guards all go down and the astrolith bearer makes, uh, runs to not runs, but moves down to try and help out the, the, the Saurus warriors who are fighting Severeth. And? Now, uh, and so I was actually able to pin him between the two units. Um, and because he didn't charge, he only actually gets a three inch pile in. Yeah. So, so he's just stuck not being able to move away from you. Exactly. And he's got a two and a half inch base. So a three inch pile in is not like, especially when you're pinned on both sides is not actually enough yeah. to get you out of anything. Um, and, uh, I think we just killed him. Nice. Like just, uh, you know, the astrolith bearer is not known for its melee prowess, uh, <laughs> but he did have an artifact for some random mortal wounds. There you uh, go. but that was pretty funny. Um, and then, uh, what else? Uh, so that's, that's uh, bottom of three. Kyle gets it back in top of four. He's, uh, I think that's the turn. He, um, so he knows at this point that he has to score big, right? Cause I've had two turns of getting his objectives and he's had no turns of getting my objectives. Yeah. Right. So, um, so he's like, okay, we really need to score big this turn. I need to get at least, I need to get your objective for sure. And both of my objectives back. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause I'm still sitting there with the two Soros warriors. Um, so he shoots his final archers at the Soros and they go down, but he still has to get somebody over there to grab that objective. Yeah. So someone, uh, I can't remember either. They teleport over there or some, or no, that maybe it's the Cathalar runs to grab it. But, the amount of energy he had to put into killing those two Saurus uh, means that he's having a hard time getting enough models elsewhere. Teclis casts Speed of Hish on himself so that he can move 26 inches, mm-hmm. flies across the board, charges into the Astrolith Bearer and the like. now three or four Saurus Warriors. Um, and he's not able to kill the Astrolith Bearer. Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, which was kind of lucky, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was definitely a little bit of luck. Uh, but, um, you know, the Astrolith Bearer has a uh, six-up field of pain, which he was do- doing really well on. And, you know, and he gives it to every all the all Saurus within a range. 
So uh, it was that was actually helping a decent amount. You don't think nice. of six six up feel no pains as being particularly effective, but they I do mean, add up. We, yeah, when you roll enough dice. Yeah. Um, and so right, he really needed to kill both units to actually take that objective because as big as he is, he's just one man. Yeah. One elf man jerk face. Giant uh, jerk. Yeah. And so uh, that was really the sort of clincher for him at that moment where uh, all I needed to do was flee combat, but stay on the objective to score my two points. And then I was an insurmountable lead uh, above him and we, and we called it. Nice. Um, but it, uh, you know, by like a point or so, mm-hmm. you know, like um, he, he needed to score the three points that turn. Um, and then he could have tied it up or, or, or gotten a victory. But uh, yeah, it was a really close game. Uh, I had a ton of fun. Uh, I learned that Croak, uh, in certain very specific situations, can be a beast in melee. <laughs> you know, so so it's it's three inches, three inches. So he's he's your answer that, to that eternal question of how do we get through Ricky's grots? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like <laughs> how many of them are within three inches? Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> you just gotta hope there's no netters. Oh, lots of netters. Yep. Um, but it was uh, a really good game, a real nail biter. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think, I think one thing we learned and we'll talk about this, uh, when we go through the Lumineth stuff in a little bit is that, uh, Severeth is really cool, but he doesn't provide any utility that Teclis doesn't really, doesn't already kind of provide. And so having the two of them, in a list, you're kind of over-indexing on that st- that type of utility. Man, I, I can't wait for you to walk me through that because I'm like, I look at the um, the Severeth and the mm-hmm. other the the no name one, and I'm like, give me two of those. I don't even need Teclis. There you go. Well, that's and that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. without Teclis, that's a whole well, it's a whole different ballpark. You know, maybe two of them is really good without Teclis. Yeah. Um. You know. But anyway, we'll we'll save that for for a little bit later. Yeah, I'm excited about that one. So uh, so I actually I got two games in, and the first one was testing my all Dragon Ogre army, Ooh. which was uh, which was a lot of fun. Um, we'll have to get into that at some. How many later. how many ogres is all Dragon Ogres? Um, okay, it's not. It wasn't all dragon ogres. I had okay, some skyfires. Yeah, I lied. <laughs> I had I had the skyfires and enlightened first support in there. Um, okay, but I mean, all dragon ogres at one seventy points, even for the characters, that's that's a lot of dragon ogres. So it's like what 12, 18 dragon ogres, um, eighteen units. Eighteen. Okay, eighteen units. So um, I guess two of those would be a hero. And then what? Sixteen times three. That's a lot of dragon ogres. Yeah, that is a lot of five wound models that uh, heal. Nice. Um, so, anyways, um, we played uh, shifting objectives, and this was Brendan who had his terrifying uh, three by twenty blocks Mortec guard with a Mortec crawler, Catacros, okay. and oh, you told uh, me a little about this. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
And that game went pretty well. We Again, I would love to go into that just to talk about like the utility of Dragon Ogres. I still think they're one of the most underrated units in the game. We should do, we should do um, maybe next episode, we'll do an expose on the, the benefits of Dragon Ogres and why you should be taking them. Yes, just, <laughs> just always strikes last. Dragon Ogres. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, so, so that one, that game went actually that felt like it was on the wire um, Mm -hmm. quite a bit and um, came down to just a couple of odd moves on my part, I think. And then that more tech crawler, that fucking more tech crawler. That's the, the, my neighbor Totoro. Yeah. The, the bus that shoots. Yeah. The bus bus (laughs) that shoots doom. Um, Nice. And so I, I think that was a, yeah, that was a great game. But then um, I had finally gotten enough uh, uh, gumption together to uh, start trying out the new Slanesh list. I'm okay. sitting there with a book just like, oh, I, I, just trying to unlock it, trying to, trying to enjoy the hell out of it. And mm-hmm. um, so I basically, we had to proxy a couple, couple of them because uh, shipments are a little bit slow and I am also slow. So You're telling me, man. Um, I brought a seeker, uh, seeker cavalcade. Okay. Uh, list. Um, so that's with, some sort of battalion with lots of seekers. Yeah. So, well, not a lot. I guess kind of a lot. Lots of seekers. It, um, anyways, the 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 battalion itself is um, it's like two to four seekers. Okay. Um, that's, this, that's a lot of seekers. And what it does, well, um, any of the mounted units really sure. can go into it. Um, but the, the thing that makes it brilliant, um, outside of the fact that, you know, it lowers your drops and gives you an artifact and mm-hmm. a command point is that it gives you a six inch engage and pile in range for all of those models in it. Okay. Nice. And you can add chariots to that. Um, which is like for me, that's gold. I love. Them. Yeah, yeah, because that's that's a tactic you use with the um, the Bulgor. Yep, uh, hungering warherd battalion, man. It's brutal, and that's why I'm nice. so excited to talk about the Lumineth um, later. Okay. But uh, this list was two units of ten Hell Striders, um, a unit of Bliss Barb Archers, which are the new Mortal Wounds on sixes unit. Okay, uh, wound yep. on three, random minus one. These are on like, foot. Yep, on foot. Okay. They are deceptively good units. Okay. Um, but they will die if you just like throw a stiff fart across the other side of the battlefield in mm, their direction. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, in addition to that, I had, uh, I think it was, it was either five, a unit of five or 10 seekers. Um, the uh, pain bringers. Uh, okay. Those unit- are some of those new. Um- Yep, the heavily armored guys. Yeah, they're they're essentially a beefed up version of a chaos warrior that costs way too many points. They're 150 okay. points for five. With... I remember uh, my friend Jack was giving me the breakdown a couple weeks ago of all of them, and we were like, "Why wouldn't you just bring chaos warriors?" Yeah, but there could it's, be. Eh, eh. Yeah, it's debatable. It's it's it, it solves a problem that Slanesh does actually have, um, and I can go into that later when we look at the book. Okay. Um, but in addition to that, I wanted to try out the, um, oh, the shard speaker, the, the, the new wizard, the, the mirror wizard. 
Yeah. I think um, it is Shard Speaker. Look at that. I'm starting to memorize the book already. There you go. Nice. Um, Shard Speaker, the other version of the Painbringers. Uh, okay, the, the, the Myrmidons of yeah, something. Myrmiesh. Uh, which are Gosh. actually super cool, just not yeah. against OBR. Okay. Because uh, they have no rent. Oh, so gotcha. It's like, well, they're, they're the most pointless unit that's going to sit there and just shrug <laughs> wounds on fives. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then I also brought a chariot and a Lord of Pain. Cool. Pretty sure that was, that was what it was. So um, notably, um, aside, I mean... Right, the seekers are demons, right, or kind of, um, yeah. but not a lot of demons, right? There's no demonettes. There's no uh, great un- or not great unclean one. You know what I'm talking about? Keeper of secrets. Yeah, primarily all all the mortal stuff that I really wanted to try out, and just like I think to me in in the context of um, learning an army, I need to just experience one of each so I can see how bad they fail when there's no. Uh, you know, no synergy really in there. Gotcha. And, uh, whew, yeah. So we, like I said, we were playing shifting objectives, which, mm-hmm. uh, if anybody who's fought a three by 20 Mortec list knows that is like a mission that is specifically almost built for that list. Yeah. Um, they are almost impossible to shift once they're on there center of the board. And then, um, one of the objectives per turn is worth an extra point. Um, and so I positioned my, my, uh, my fane of Slanesh up as far okay. as I could and tried to get into the way of other things. Um, oh, you know what I did? I fibbed what? again. Instead of the chariot... <laughs> Instead of the chariot, because I made this change like last minute. Instead of the chariot, I actually um, I used one of the one of the harp ladies. And, oh, uh, the yeah, the uh, infernal infernal enraptress. Yep, I and get that right? um, I just yeah. I'm making this stuff up over here. I have no idea. Yeah, infernal enraptress <laughs> and um, and the mask. So okay. there, it was Ooh, fun. It, it was very different. throwback with the mask there. That's fun. Yeah. So, um, so there, I guess there were a little bit more demons in there, but, um, basically started up as far as I could while hiding some characters and brought the mortals up like slowly advancing okay. to try and get them to a point where, um, I actually wanted to, uh, be outside of a of tempting him to a charge range because okay. I knew if I jumped on the objective, he's going to jump on. More tech are going to kill off, and then I, you know, whatever's in there, and then I have to come back in and try it again. Okay. Um, and so, um, so you're just he, trying to hug the edge without really tempting him in. Yeah, just just keep that keep out keep outside of that that very, very small window of, Ooh, maybe I could charge him and hold this objective. Right. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and, uh, to completely do this out of order, he, uh, he actually ended up taking the first turn, um, Mm -hmm. and got up onto the objectives before me. So, uh, primarily all of my army is getting ready to just be right there. Um, Mm -hmm. in the first turn, he actually managed to kill the enchant, 
uh, Infernal and Rapturous, which is completely okay. why I forgot about it. There we go. Uh, he killed it <laughs> right off with the uh, Mortec Crawler. Okay. I mean, that's kind of what it's good for. Yeah, it's super good at that. Um, and then everything everything else, like I said, just advanced up. Even Mort- uh, even Catacross was just not giving a shit, bumping right yep. up to the middle of the field. Okay. Because, I mean, once they're there... Um, and so I was left with the decision of how do I set up the pounce where I can get as many units into combat while also still getting depravity, um, Mm -hmm. to continue summoning, possibly get a keeper, possibly get a bunch of things in. Sure. So I I I feel like some demon, like, uh, uh, pack of decent sized demonettes could do good work against the Mortec, right? They have, they have a pretty good rend. Uh, and minus exploding. one, but minus one with all those exploding sixes at that point, you're just weight of dicing it. And anyway, I, I digress. Oh no, no, I don't, no. I don't uh, play Slanesh. I have no idea. Honestly, I thought the, the pain bringers would be the ones to do the most damage. Um, mm-hmm. it was just setting up everything to, uh, have them hit. Um, unfortunately they're like the one unit that's slow enough that on the first turn, they're going to fail that charge. Okay. So that's, that's uh, pretty much why I wanted to get just outside of range where the next turn I can move up and then charge and hit him with mm-hmm. everything. Um, if he's already got the objectives, there was almost no point in me just trying to swamp him and bouncing sure. off. Um, well, if, and if he's got them, he's not going to like push for, he's not necessarily going to push forward, try it like, and like leave them. Oh yeah. Right. Um, Cause he can't afford for you to like, you're a very fast army. You got all those seekers. You could easily run around behind him and snag the objective from him. Well, and, and just parking your battle line on those objectives gives you an extra point anyways. So, yeah, so, so there's no reason for him to leave. Um, and so what I started doing was sneaking my hill striders around the actual objectives. So mm-hmm. the more crawler was on his right in the backfield. Okay. And I managed to just run one unit of seekers all the way up mm-hmm. and get into combat while evading everybody else who's bunched in those, those objectives are real close and I yeah. somehow managed to do it. So I've got a conga line of seekers that have hit the, uh, have hit the crawler and I'm like, yes, cool. I did it. Nice. This is for you and Rattress. Um, and then everybody else started kind of trying to dance around and get to a point where I can hopefully, hopefully stop them from piling in, uh, using the mask with the, um, so over the course of the game, it was, I, I don't want to blame dice, but even he pointed it out on this one was just like, yeah, you couldn't really get anything done. Um, but so, so maybe a poor test, but that's okay. Well, I think it was a good test on the, on the speed of the army. Um, yeah. and also learning how important depravity is to the army. Uh, it's, essentially it's, it's a weird task now playing the army of keeping all your units alive and letting them slowly grind down. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's what, you know, on, on turn two, if you're lucky enough, you could pop a keeper of secrets on just from depravity. Okay. Um, and so there was, there was really not much I could do, um, either from 
some positioning, a couple of failed charges. By the time turn three came around, we were like, yeah, there's no way I can get these points back. So what it was, was uh, an utter failure, but it was a very, very good learning experience. Well, that's good. Um, and the, the first one that I had under the Slanesh book, which really made me, um, it's, it's going to make me respect any, any other, uh, Slanesh player out there who sticks with the book and, um, you know, brings in to tournaments competitively. Uh, I think I, lo- I, I love to bo- like not post, but like go off on diatribes about like, I love playing the armies that just, you know, are harder to play. I think it makes me sure. a better player. And I think Slanesh is now like one of those. And it also has like the, the capacity to just be overpowered once yeah. it's unlocked. Um, but it's also got a lot of hard counters. So, sure. so we'll see how it does. That's I, I was, we were laughing about that uh, just in my backyard over the weekend because pretty much everyone who's been playing back there sort of throughout quarantine, we've developed our little local meta where um, bravery debuffs are a big thing for us. Now, now the question is, is that because you're going up against Lumineth who are already debuffing themselves? Maybe. Right. And they debuff back. Right. Mm -hmm. But we've got, uh, right. Seraphon who have bravery debuffs built in all those little Seraphon banners. Uh, we've got uh, Slaves to Darkness who can actually pack a pretty he- serious punch on the bravery debuff mm-hmm. uh, side of things. Lumineth, uh, who are debuffing themselves, but also you got Techlist who's giving a board wide debuff. Um, you know, it's been <laughs> it's been a, like, but we were laughing like we just need one OBR player to come in and just destroy everything. Which, right? <laughs> yeah, that could very well happen easily. Um, it's it's very I, it's. I mean, and this is a total tangent and probably one that we've gone on. Uh, but I think they are because they don't play the game the way that everybody else plays it. Um, I do think they are such a meta, like doesn't matter if we think they're good or they're bad or whatever. They are a meta disruptor because yeah. certain strategies just will crash against them. Meta, meta disrupting and meta defining, uh, to yeah. be honest, like if you, I would say like, if you build a, build an army list and you have no answer to OBR. Um, yeah, <laughs> everybody right. else is going to be going to be having fun with that. Um, well, like, or you could like, be a perfect counter to be honest to, yeah. to a lot of armies that are just geared into it. Um, I remember, I think it was one of our games where I had just tooled up a Sylvaneth list for mm-hmm. killing specifically OBR. And I had no answer to like, actual hordes or like oh, models that kept on like getting summoned. Cause I was like, wait, wait, no, no, no. They just come back in this unit. They don't come back from anywhere else. No, no, no. <laughs> like, you're supposed to be slow, be slow, you know? Yeah. No, not like, uh, you know, 40 skinks just sprinting across the board, grabbing stuff and being obnoxious. Such a joy. Or flesh eater courts, I think specifically was the the one that made me realize it was like, yeah, oh, I've been yeah, playing a right? lot against OBR. Oh man, dude, flesh eater courts—they're like I feel like they're like fast necrons, uh, just to like make a weird analogy. Uh, yeah. We're like 
if you don't kill the unit, oh, you're going to get like six to seven of those guys back. Yeah. <laughs> and one of them is um, but, a real jerk on a wrecking yeah, ball. But they're, they also can be just brutally fast at the same time. Yeah. Deceptively um, so. But, but I, I, oh, I'm I, sorry I, your your uh, debut Slanesh uh, game <laughs> didn't go so well with all the mortals. But oh man, I was actually I was expecting it to to be yeah. honest. Um, you know, I like I said, I I wanted to put in things that I knew weren't going to be like built around a cohesive strategy. Mm-hmm. It was more to see like what they could do, what they can't do, and how they would react to like certain situations in the game. Um, one of the big things is like, or at least one of the bigger things that I learned uh, was that a lot of the army will out completely outpace its support. And uh, oh, that makes sense. That's a huge, that's a huge problem. Um, I mean, that's, that's uh, exactly the same problem that uh, flesh eater courts have. Yeah. Right. Is they yeah, will outpace, outpace their support and then, uh, and then be out without any support. And that's when you lose those units that could have been coming back. Yep. Um, absolutely. So, uh, so in reply to that, I actually, I made, I made a new Slanesh list. Um, and also in, in reply to the, you know, the, the, the doomsayers on, on the interwebs talking about, uh, you know, oh, uh, the the old tactics are dead. You can't just run in. You can't just do this. You can't do, you, you, can't you can't just, just have, point and click. Man, yeah. brutal. Game's broken. Your list is not a keeper <laughs> of secrets anymore. Um, I, I I went ahead and said, well, I I'm I'm gonna learn with sadness. Okay. Um, huh. Is that different from normal learning? <laughs> I mean, there's there's a little bit of anger with the sadness in the normal yeah. learning. This one's okay. just sadness. Just sadness. That's okay. Yeah. So um, I figured we'd. Ooh, dog. Crazy. Well, that dog. sounds like uh, maybe a good point to transition to maybe our our main topic for the for the episode. Yep. 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 Uh, yep. Which is a segment we're calling the Grand Army. That's another one for your Warhammer Eighth Edition bingo. Uh, I, I feel like we should we should add an S to that one though, and an IE, and and cut out the Y, right? Yeah, Cause, cause, no, that's true. This is really a grand the grand armies. Yes, um, this is this is the the, the grand's army. Yes. Uh, yeah. So uh, to give people some idea, we thought that there's been a lot of stuff coming out recently. A lot of it. Yeah, um, so much. So much. <laughs> so much stuff my wallet my poor wallet yeah yeah i know uh a few people uh, you you're definitely one of them um who have been caught up in like the uh double triple release oh Uh, man yeah but uh we're on we're on the fourth one in a row now now with dark eldar so we got curse city we got uh daughters of cain slanesh right slanesh uh dark eldar yeah vampires yeah it's a lot oh so much pain and so Luminous. excited for vampire yeah and and Luminous. Luminous. um who even knows what's happening in 40k anymore i don't even think that's a game anymore i i just don't care <laughs> i i really don't care the books never my, i'm never gonna get my dark eldar book so so yeah. it, it'll never come there you go <laughs> so i figure i'll just i'll, I'll live in aos there's, 
There is a very, uh, unfortunately, our local game store is having some supply chain issues right now. And so, yeah, uh, both of our uh, Dark Eldar books, among, among a bunch of very on-topic uh, Age of Sigmar stuff, uh, has been uh, delayed indefinitely. Yeah. Uh, pending somebody figuring out which warehouse it's in. Yeah. Also, like, <laughs> you know, pending more ships getting stuck in, in yeah. a canal or something as well. <laughs> but so anyway, what we thought we'd do is uh, there's been a lot of books come out and there are plenty of people out there who do really well, comprehensive sort of book breakdowns and sort of, I know uh, we joke about, um, uh, was it mini Wargaming does oh, a yeah. uh, man, man who reads book. So uh, those, those are some great videos. Uh, oh, if you, if, and if you want to see, uh, a, a man on a green screen read through a book in real time. We like absolutely go check that out. So, so I, I <laughs> got to give context to you guys about like why I laugh every time I hear that. Um, so, so in, in dimensional cascades chat, we, they were constantly like when a new book came out, they're like, man reads book. He's got the whole book. We went, you know, he's got all the rules. And right. <laughs> like, I had no context that they were, they were talking about a, a mini war game. And, and so like the way they were describing it, you know, my mental image was like some, some dude in a dimly lit basement, like reading, <laughs> uh, you know, just reading out loud in a very tiny voice, just like, like <laughs> on a ham radio. And we've got yeah. a cassette recording of it. The- yeah. Just full VHS, <laughs> like been taped over five times and it just gets thrown on like oh, on man. YouTube. Um, and so like this went on for several months and I'm like, who are you guys talking about? And uh, yeah, that that took a while. That took there a while go. to get to. <laughs> I but, almost uh, I almost want to do that now, just to you know keep that image alive. Just be the go. guy who I, does that. We'll write into them and see if we can get them to. <laughs> or you could do it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but so uh, because there are a bunch of really comprehensive book reviews out there. Um, you know, I don't know about you. Sometimes I don't want to read the whole book review. I just want to get someone to get to the freaking point and uh, tell me, is this army going to be any good? Do I have to worry about this? What's the thing? What's the big scary thing that happened? Um, and so what we thought we'd do was to go through a bunch of the recent releases and give you kind of some high level uh, information about what the army is now. What did they get? What's cool? What's something that we think uh, a player of that army would be excited about what's something you might see uh, for, you know, going forward. And in, a, in yeah. addition to that, um, one of the, one of the other things that always happens too with these books is especially if it's like, if it's a repurposed army mm-hmm. um, like Slanesh and uh, daughters of Cain were um, there's always the sky is falling, you know, uh, uh, this thing is super monster broken. This thing us. will never be playable again. Yeah. yeah, like this army is just done. It's it's got no steam, or all of my models are now invalid. Like, yeah, I I want to I want to go through and 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 speak specifically to uh, at least with Slanesh, like the the um, the way that you can still play them and actually do well without having to go out and buy $400 of mortals. Um, sure. But you could, 
But, but I mean, you can yeah. spend, I think, 51 <laughs> on mortals in, in this one. So, nice. Sounds um, good. So uh, we had a couple books lined up. Uh, we started with uh, Daughters of Cain, right, for the new – that was in the new year? Was that right? Or was that late last year? I can't remember. So Daughters of Cain and uh, Slanesh actually released at the same time. Oh, that's um, right. Okay. They, I, I was I, – my wallet, my poor wallet. I actually went and bought two of those uh, Power from Pain boxes. Oh man! Or pain and whatever it is—the one with the 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 snakes and the slanesh. Because I already had a, a a very big foot force of slanesh, but mm-hmm. I I but this really had a bunch like of hellstriders in it, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, hellstriders. I, I I have I think it's like thirty seekers. Nice. And I had no hellstriders, and um, I. I actually think Hellstriders are one of the stronger uh, units in that book for certain reasons. Um, and I thought that before uh, with the old book and the, the new book has actually taken them to a level that I appreciate far more. Nice. So they're, they're going to be kind of the mainstay, I think, or they, they should be the mainstay of most of my Slanesh lists. That's um, awesome. But yeah, let's, them let's and start Slanesh real quick. came out. With the yeah, the daughters of Cain. What? So for for I guess somebody who doesn't know, what are the daughters of Cain? Daughters of Cain are. Uh, think of it this way: Slanesh was a hungry fella, and when the world ended and we got a new game, he ate all the elves, and he was really really fat and lazy, eating all his elves. And one day, one very high-ranking elf from the old world decided, you know what? This really sucks. I'm going to take a bunch of Don't souls. Don't like being eaten. Yeah. I'm going to take a bunch of souls, and I'm going to bring them with me. But I'm only going to take a certain amount of souls because I am an awesome written character that wants to become a god. Okay. So, Marathi, who is actually the father of... Another oh, elf, Malarion, mother. who will, or I'm sorry, the, the mother of Malarion. She was the father of Malarion. Um, so well, genealogy is super weird. It is. man. <laughs> They're all jerks no matter what. So it's kind of like they, they, they don't yep. even deign to listen to this podcast. Um, we have zero elf listeners. Yeah. Um, and so she basically decided to say that she was the leader of the cult of one of the elven gods, who was the god of okay. murder, and pulled out all classic god, all of the yeah classic, um, pulled out all of the specific worshippers of this god king, um, and they all popped out, and they were all wearing bikinis. And some of them had snakes for le- or snake tails for legs, and then some of them had wings. But they were they're like all, land mermaids. Yeah, all <laughs> all scantily clad women that, uh, for some reason, in the last book were almost impossible to kill. Okay, and there would be millions of them. Um, and so you know, over the, over the course of the new broken realm, she's actually become a full fledged God. And now she's two people in two different bot or one soul in two different bodies. And like all this fun stuff, like their, okay. their lore is great. Go read up on them. Marathi is an amazing character. She was in the old game and she is even more sh- stronger for it now. Um, cool. 
And what are the, what are the cool things from the new book in terms of like, for like, cause like the daughters of Cain, like they were good at the dawn of Age of Sigmar two. Oh yeah. When that book came out, the sky fell. The uh, sky fell. But then like they kind of disappeared, but I was never really sure why, because they seemed like they were still just as good as they were when they came out. So, so daughters of Cain were unreasonably good. And then they went to top tier. (laughs) Okay. Um, at least from, from how I understand it. Um, I, I, I never really had the, um, the Otis to collect a ton of witch elves, uh, Mm -hmm. as a dark Eldar player, I already had that covered and I wasn't about to buy a whole nother army. Um, but what really interested me in that book is the snake ladies, uh, Mm -hmm. who, when the first book came out, were very, very disappointing compared to the rest of the book. Um, everything was weaker, had less attacks. Um, and they were, they were just not very well written when compared to some of the amazing buffs that you could get off with the army and now to speak at why they were so good. Um, daughters of Cain, the old book had some of the most ridiculous, like levels for spells, like cast a spell on a four, um, okay. Or, you know, just like really damage in an extra rend. Okay. Yeah. So just really accessible buffs that were hard to, hard to stop or or you get off pretty consistently. Yeah. They, they, um, they followed the older convention of, um, AOS one, which was, uh, primarily, uh, just a, a tap for buffs instead of a holy within or situation for pretty much any of their buffs. Of which they had a lot. Yeah, I remember um, them having uh, Hags Brew and uh, kill a guy for more points and uh, Witch Brew, and they can they could yeah. teleport across the board. I which remember the teleport. Yeah, they can still do. Um, but they also had un- they were in an un- unreasonably hard army to shift, especially if you were playing against a ton of witch elves because okay. of uh, Hagnar, which just you could buff their save you could buff their after save and then you could give them another after save thankfully okay. the after after save is now a done thing with um the last was that an errata i think it's an errata. I, I think it was in the last ghb even Ooh, even better yeah it's um, it's been gone yeah uh the other thing i'm happy is is those uh skaven vermin lords those guys were the absolute jerk most jerk annoying thing bases uh because it was like four up, five up, five up, five up. Yep. And <laughs> and then you're like, but this guy isn't doing anything in combat. Like, he's just here and he's just annoying. Like, yeah. that's all he does. I think I um, tied a mission in LVO because I threw everything I had into shooting that guy and he was able to save it. Yep. That's, that's what he did. Um, anyway, completely off topic. Oh, so... So yeah, they're they're an unreasonably killy army, and they still are. Um, the old book, I'm actually I I think another hypothesis of mine about why it kind of died is mm-hmm. because it was written in that earlier, you know, V1 Age of Sigmar that was like, okay, well, some of this doesn't really make sense when you read it out loud, kind of writing, okay. um, and so because it was a super buff army because 
Um, I could see it pricing out a lot of players. It takes sure. a lot of money to put together an all witch elf army. Okay. Um, and that was really the stars of the show in the old book. Yeah. They really were, if you'd have, I think it was like two blobs maxed out and, you know, a couple of heroes that you wanted and sure. then Marathi, if you want, and so, she fell in and out of favor, but like it was yeah. pretty much the same list that would you'd continue to see sure. uh, whenever you were going up against it. Um, so unless you're my friend Jack, who happened to have 80 painted witch elves from Warhammer Fantasy that he could just rebase and call good, you were kind of out of luck. I mean, or, or it was a steep, it was a steep uh, path or entry. Whatever. Yeah, it was a, it was a steep path, steep path to entry, and the ROI was probably very low because you were dealing with people who were like, "Oh God, I got to fight the okay. This is gonna suck." Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> and and they were very mono build um, purely because they suffered from, like I said, just uh, yeah. a lack of like efficacy across the board in their book. Yeah. Um, and then That's some rules were just so unreasonably ridiculously well-written or uh you can't see it but i'm doing the quotes yeah uh, like beyond well-written to the point of like well this is broken um, okay yeah mind razor just ridiculous but, yeah it was so wild though because like like i like we i mean it was not to beat a dead horse here but like they were so good when they came out and then by sort of the last year sort of before lockdown and everything the only person i knew who was playing them was Anthony Lawrence, who, you know, won best daughters at LVO and is an amazing player, you know, but he was basically like holding the fort for the entire faction. As far as I could tell, well, I and know, doing a fantastic job at it, you know, but I know, <laughs> but it was of, just him in the end. <laughs> one of the, uh, one of the guys in Victoria's secret and we haven't asked him, asked him, but I'm sure he'd be fine with it. Uh, Jace actually has an amazing, um, Daughters of Cain army. Chase would. And that checks out. <laughs> and uh, I, I never got to fight him with the old book. I do look forward to fighting him with the new book. Um, nice. But yeah, he, he was, it's, it's an army that was almost tailor made for his playing style, which That's is awesome. awesome. Um, I love it when armies fit playing styles. And so, that's the problem right. with the old book. The okay. book only had really one playing style. Okay. People could branch out and say it was like maybe two other ones, but you know, those were because I just want to try something different, but we know we all need to go back to Petrifex. Right? Yeah, I got you. Yeah, Essentially yeah. that. So the new book, the new book is the most balanced book. I think I've seen games workshop put out. Dang. Every option in this book is awesome. Um, and it's, like I've, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Like I love playing underdog armies because I love pain or something. I don't, I don't know, <laughs> but um, it almost makes me feel guilty looking at my, my daughter's army that I have now um, okay. because it's, it's just, it's that good. It's so okay. good. Um, and this is not a sales pitch. This is, I am just excited and also terrified of actually using this army. Cause as soon as I say it's good, I'm going to lose the yeah. game. Yeah, so, yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> so the, it, they got some endless spells, the endless spells and well, 
Two of them are endless spells. One of them is a prayer, which in and of itself, if you've ever fought corn, prayers on the table are just a nightmare to deal with because there's nothing you can do if they get them off. Yeah, they will. They'll dispel themselves probably. But like other than that, they're just going to take up space and be a huge pain Jerks. in the ass. They're going to yeah. be like techless. Nice. Um, and and that's the only new model, right? They got some. I know Marathi got that big rework on her War Scroll, and they got the endless spells. But there's no new Daughters of Cain models. So if you had an old Daughters of Cain army, there's not aside from the the spells. There's nothing you need to buy necessarily. Well, and and that's where that's where this book is brilliant. And okay. I want them to do it to every other book. Um, this makes you want to buy the other units that you previously did not take because there was no point in buying the box. Sure. Um, so like I said, I, I started out with the, um, just the two boxes from the split Slanesh and daughters of Cain, mm-hmm. uh, release. And so I have only snake ladies in Keener. Okay. Then I went and got the star collecting box because heroes need more sure. heroes. So that's all I've been working with. And I, I look at this list now and I'm like, yes, there are, you know, weaknesses to it. Um, it's not going to, it's not going to land well in some situations, mm-hmm. but I can't think of any army that I'd be going up against, um, that I immediately have to play that I'm not like, Oh yeah, I can do this. It's not nice. a, it's not a paper, rock, scissors situation anymore. Um, with this book. Um, so what are some of the, like, Let's go through what are some of the things that jump out at you as the most exciting things you're excited about for this list. So this list, the I'm at, I'm I'm I actually wrote this down like an old person. That's right. I also have my notes. I'll just pull. Yeah. Papers for get our foley expert in here. Crumple for the listeners. Ah, that's a that's an old fashioned sentence. Um. So. <laughs> So there's actually the, and this I think goes down to list building mentality. Um, usually I try and build a list with the models that I have and maybe edge one or two in and then proxy mm-hmm. them because I have, you and I, we know the, we know the feeling we have more models than we know what to do with. So there's always a proxy somewhere. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> the, the two things that catch my eye in this book right away are um, what I usually like to start with, which is like the theme of the army. And I think, battalions perfectly um exemplify the theme that you want to roll with right you pick something it gives you a certain buff and then mm-hmm. you know what was already good from there. Be great. yep yeah uh so the two ones that uh the the one that i specifically have made the list for is uh scathe coven which is amazing if you are running um all snake ladies uh that gives you it is four or five uh, units of snake ladies. Okay. And then so that's quite an units. investment, but yeah. Well, and they, they all, they all got cheaper too. That's the thing. Fair the enough. Yeah, yeah. No, the fair entire enough. book got cheaper. Um, not the entirety, but for, for most of the book, when I was making lists, when the book came out, mm-hmm. I was like, wait a minute, I have like an extra hundred something points. This is not right. This already yeah. felt like a, a very strong army. 
Um, so Scathe Coven is one through four units of Blood Sisters, okay. uh, one through two units of Blood Stalkers, which are the Shooting Snake Ladies. Okay. Uh, zero through two Kinarai Harpies and either a Blood Rack Medusa or an Iron Scale. And the amazing thing about this is you are immune to battle shock. You oh, immediately cool. step outside of your local meta uh, in your battle shock wars. Nice. So, <laughs> Um, I was having a great time just on a total tangent with the undivided warriors of chaos who are also immune to battle shock. Oh yeah. It, <laughs> For it the same reason. It immediately becomes a thing you just don't have to worry about. And I recognize now why like all OBR players are just like, wait, battle shock. What? Yeah, You're supposed what? to take that. I don't take that. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so Scathe Coven is what I've built lists around because a, I have all the models for it and B it's sure. just, Cool. It's cool to and not have I mean, to worry about that. That's like eight units, right? You can put into that one battalion if uh, you wanted to. Yeah, nine technically, if you want to yeah. fill it all the way up. Um, and that can that can honestly be your entire army if that's the way you want to build it. Um, I I specifically think the the Blood Sisters and Blood Stalkers are better run as an MSU. Okay. Uh, style build, which honestly you could just take to Scathe Coven and. Boom. There you go. Call There's your holiday. Nice. Yeah. Um, if you want to go that route. Um, so the so what, other... did the, what did the snake ladies get specifically that makes them so much better aside from what is likely a points decrease? Well, the points decrease is great, grand and wonderful. Um, but the, the other thing they have is speed. Uh, mm-hmm. They are eight inches uh, movement mm-hmm. and, um, Pair that with the uh, so so it's another. This is a buff army, so you can't mm-hmm. really you can't really speak to one unit without speaking to you know sure the but thing right. that but will. You just ultimately. were saying that like these things were uh, you know internet unplayable oh, yeah. uh, in the last book. So like, what is what is the new magic that's making this the uh, thing that you're excited about? So for the for the blood stalkers specifically, they were the mm-hmm. ones that everybody's like, well, why? Um, these are the melee ones with the tridents. No, these are the the shooty shooty the, ladies with the Conan heart seeking arrows. Yep. Um, okay. They specifically they just got an extra shot. Oh, well, that's, that's dope. It. That's yeah, that's yeah, amazing. That's... that's all they needed. Nobody <laughs> should ever walk around with one shot. You should never cost too many points for one shot. Yeah. Um, because, um, they're they're only two wounds. They have a five and up save. They have the six and up shrug. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, you know, they have a normal grunt style, you know, combat, uh, sure. profile, probably a four up, four up, kind uh, of three up, four up. Oh, good for them. And then a bloodworm for everybody else. But that nice. the shot rolling in on a six gets you a mortal yeah. wound. Nice. Um, in lieu of a regular attack. So like that adds up obviously, um, to turn from five shots uh, into, you know, 10 on just the base unit. Yeah. That doubles, that literally doubles the efficacy of the unit. Right. Um, so that in and of itself is, was the big jump that and the, uh, the points drops. Um, and I can't honestly remember the difference between the blood sisters other than, um, Marty stop. Other than the fact that the five and up save, Mm-hmm. and two wounds meant they were going to be chewed through fairly quickly. And even if you lost one or two, um, 
there was a good bet that there was going to be some other problem that would force a bravery test on them. So okay. Scathe Coven really fixes a lot of problems that the army has. Um, if you're rolling specifically a, sure. uh, a Blood Sisters army. Um, the Blood Sisters, though, I love them. I love them too much. Too yeah. much. They're, they're two-inch range. Two okay, nice. Range. And they're they're on because they're on beefy bases, right? With the big snake tails. Uh, yep, they are. I can't remember. They're at least I think it is forty. But if they're forty, I was I was going to guess that they were forties. <laughs> I've got them up in the the case way over there. I would. I got up, you. But so then, so that two inch range means that they're actually they're all going to get to attack pretty much every time. Yep, especially if you're MSUing them. And the reason you want to MSU them, I'm getting into that in a sec. Mm-hmm. But three attacks. Uh, That's good. At threes and threes, minus one rend and one damage, um, which that's a good platform to use Mind Razor or another buff. So you can mm-hmm. get Exploding Sixes. Uh, that's uh, 15, well, 16 because of the leader. Mm-hmm. Um, and then add an, uh, Explode Sixes on those or get an extra rend and extra damage on that. Gotcha. Which is just, oh, that, that's a lot of damage. <laughs> um, and then what, what makes them really cool? Um, not really one of the, one of the things that adds sure. on to their coolness and why I specifically like using them MSU is at the end of the combat phase, you pick one enemy unit within one and, uh, roll a dice for each model in the unit. And on a three and up, it throws a mortal wound on it. the enemy unit or the blood start. Like, uh, the bloodstalkers for each model in the unit. So the, so for every bloodstalker that remains on a three-up, they're going to do a mortal wound at the end of the combat phase. Yep. And nice. it's it adds up, and it also uh, creates problems for your opponent to try and think about, like, what what is the what is the right move here? Should I be charging this if you've got three units sitting there um, folded into each other? Um how many, how many mortal wounds are going to come at you Yeah. Um, after they go. And so those, that's all great. That's, that's all really, really good. Like as a base for a unit, yes, it's going to be a little bit hard to like stand up to an entire shooting army, but sure. <clears throat> that's where we'll have to get into a little bit later. The, the thing that makes them, I think, in my opinion, far more insane is the Iron Skill, which is the newer character. Okay. Um, she's unimpressive. Um, only so this because, is a new model, right? There was a new yeah. model? Okay, well, I was this came out with, with, well, I guess it was it was a model that came out before the book sure. uh, in, in the pack. You know, how they, how they do, they like to have mm-hmm. the box where it's like, you have to buy this on eBay now. They're real bastards like that, yeah. Yeah. So this one, it's, it's got a shooting attack which is cool. Uh, three attacks at threes and threes, minus one damage, one 18 inch range. Cool. Great. Grand wonderful. It's just an extra thing that, right. Yep. And it's got the standard support hero kind of attack only at two range, two inch range as well. So three attacks, threes and threes, minus one rend D three damage. Okay. Um, what it really, really does well is, um, it can buff your snake ladies in two different ways. So if you get to go with the, 
if the if you're in a in a, in a bunched up combat like I was just talking about, okay. Um, if the iron skill goes first and kills an enemy model, you can add one to the attack's characteristic of all friendly Melusa unit units wholly within 12 inches of the model at, until the end of the phase. And this okay. works um, in the combat phase only. You can't do the the shooting. Okay, but, but still, pretty good. That's another buff to give, right? Yep. And then the command ability is uh, once per turn, one friendly Malusai unit wholly within 12 can uh, run and still shoot or charge in the same turn. Oh, nice. But until the next hero phase... Uh, you can roll 2d6 instead of d6 when you make that run. So you've got a unit that has the base 8 and potential 20-inch movement right gotcha. there. So that's yeah, yeah. extreme redeployment without having to use any spells to like mirror or anything else like that, right? That's and awesome. then you've got the charge on top of that if you are doing a redeploy to charge. Um, it's... It, takes them from being a yeah this is a pretty fast like light cavalry unit mm-hmm. um to being a holy shit this could be an alpha strike if i really wanted it to gotcha. if i have enough malusi i can get you know two to you three can of them conquer the whole the goddamn world yeah that's right techless one even know what hit him <laughs> um and that's 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 really that core strategy that i I've been building this list around is that's awesome. Um, you know, bring those in, uh, attack and the problem points, buff them, uh, with what you need, like throw mind razor. Um, mind razor is one of the things that I think most of the players lost their minds over. Um, okay. It went from being a three or four to cast to an eight to cast. Okay. So, so that's a pretty big, pretty yeah. steep jump, massive jump. And, um, there are ways to get around that. Um, mm-hmm. there always are, but it is still one of those things where you're like, well, I've got to, I got to make the plan now for that. So it, actually, uh, probably what, is, not what does mind raiser do again? Just for everybody's. Oh yeah. Mind raiser adds uh minus one rent and oh, an extra damage to your attacks. Okay. <laughs> so it turns now, now throw that on that, on the weapons platform that I just told you about in the, yeah, yeah. in the snakes. Yeah, so it turns a, a killy unit into an absolute blender. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Marty, come here. Well, that's awesome. So uh, just to kind of keep us moving, because we've got a couple, a bunch of other books to oh, talk yeah, about, yeah, yeah. but uh, it sounds like the the Snake Ladies uh, got really exciting in the new book, and I'm sure there are other cool things to do with the Chimera, right? All the, the winged ladies, and I'm sure the the witches are probably just as nasty as they've always been. I'm sure they are. Um, I, I, I personally think every other channel has gone over that. Um, the one thing I haven't seen is 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 these, to be honest. And I'm nice. trying to trying to whittle it down as much as I can. But as you can tell, I get <laughs> really excited about the specifics of this list. No, the absolutely. Thing that, the thing that makes the thing that makes this amazing is the last three um, what cults in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, You've got Xanthar Kai, uh, Keltnar, and Kaelbron. Mm-hmm. Um, Xanthar Kai is the snake lady uh, okay. specific temple or whatever. Uh, it gives you an extra artifact. Um, it gives you uh, the command ability is an extra attack if you're wholly within 12 of the character. So 
You can see how you can start stacking all of this yeah, into a bunch like of, one. Yeah, I, oh man, now it's a bunch of extra attacks. Yeah. Um, you know, the command trade is five plus at the end of combat for each unit within three inches, then causes D3 mortal wounds, uh, which is meh, but nothing wrong yeah. with doing an alpha strike with all that. Yeah. Um, and then the artifact is minus one to wound uh, the character, which is giving oh, you the buffs yeah. that has to run up there, right? So it's it's pretty well well written and it's it's not it's it's not the best one but it is one that i could see uh getting a lot of use if you're just like i don't care about objectives i just want to kill everything this is what i'm going to do um (laughs) which which speaks to me so much (laughs) (laughs) um so the uh the other two uh calibron is the Mm -hmm. one that i think will probably be the most competitive for the snake build okay. um it's minus one uh for missile attacks against them which okay. means that you are now good. um minus one to hit be, yeah minus one to hit yeah sorry um nothing i hate more in the world than minus one to hit yeah <laughs> and and admittedly outside of like certain things like a more tech crawler or you know elves that are jerks that just it doesn't matter on a five or six you're taking a mortal wound yeah yeah um that that puts a stop to a lot of those like mid-tier armies and gives you a, and even like like uh ko would have a serious problem with that right yeah, yeah. ko absolutely despise minus one to hit <laughs> yeah so so that gives you a little bit longer staying power um they can also and this is the kicker they can teleport units um you using their command abilities. Oh, so, cool. um, you know, somebody wholly within 12 inches of a hero and, uh, nine inches away, the normal teleport. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, command trait for you general is minus one, uh, to hit in combat, which is a, a nice Pretty little always, thing for getting stuck good. in. Yeah. And then, uh, the artifact for that one is sixes to hit or mortal wounds, which also good. Just lines you right up. If you, yeah. if you, if you want to turn, your your iron scale into another blood sister. There you go. You just got it. And so I think I think this one has the most utility for um, keeping the squishy army that uh, the snake ladies are on mm-hmm. the field. Um, so yeah, I think that nice. that for me is probably going to be the one that I'd be like, yeah, I I actually want to try and build a competitive list. Uh, the other one is Keltnar which is the one that I think I want to play uh, because it's, it's just so much fun. What is uh, it? So movement every, based? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's everybody, everybody can run in charge or everybody oh. can, uh, can run, run in charge. Um, and by run, I think of course, this is the one that I got so excited about that. I just didn't finish writing it. I see. Because that's me. Uh, and that's that's not run. I am correct. It's retreat and charge. Your entire army can retreat from combat and charge. Okay. That's pretty <gasps> awesome. Yeah. Now combine that with the run and charge from Tabloosa Iron Skill. I'm just I'm just bouncing around the board like a spring loaded yeah. tail snake lady. Only thing. fighting fights that you want to be in. Yep. Um the the extra bonus to this is the command ability uh, uh the extra bonus to how this works with your snake ladies mm-hmm. um once you get them in combat with their mortal wound stealing is um 
mortal wounds uh, on rolls of, or it throws mortal wounds on your opponent if they roll ones to hit mm-hmm. after or after the rerolls and all that stuff. If they have sure. any ones on there, that's some mortal wounds on them. Okay. So mortal wounds, that's pretty mortal good. wounds, mortal wounds, mortal wounds. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The the other thing that I've noticed uh, in playing with the Snake Ladies before the book, and I admittedly have not gotten a game in after the new book came out, but everything in the new book is just a better written version of the old book. Um, That's of course, good, though. Just Sam's tie it together. Version. Yeah, like, but, like, tie it together, make it more cohesive, you yeah. know. Um, and, and, and just like take away the things that were, that were too much. Right. Yeah. Um, so the other thing that really, really helps, um, I think in this is who, excuse me, you can summon one unit of harpies, um, at any turn in the game, you know, okay. limited to a turn. If you're into the game and you know, your snake ladies have been working hard and they're cut down. Some of them are still in combat and they need to hold this one spot. Mm-hmm. Keen or I come down wherever you want them. Nice. And it can be either be the shooty ones or it can be the chargy ones. Chargy ones get, um, I believe it's minus two rend on the charge when they come down, which okay. is really good. They're yeah. really, really good. And then they have the, uh, the sixes explode for their artifact. So you can oh, cool. see how like all of this is just meant for, for like constant movement. Um, shenanigans by always having a um a keener eye unit you know sure. in the weight so you can't move from that objective i get to choose to get over there and mess you up um and and that's that's kind of the that's the list style that appeals to me i yeah. i think again that um that calebron is probably going to be their their best survivable um temple to work with but i mean i can't say no to that's awesome it sounds like there's a, a, a <coughs> bunch of good options there though yeah um and so literally uh the list that i built um mm-hmm. i i basically you you can just get two of those pain boxes build them up and then get a start collecting and maybe one or two more mo- one or two more boxes and you've got an entire list it's pretty amazing uh, they went from an army that was like super expensive to holy crap. The best models in this army are super cheap now. That's awesome. No, that's um, exactly what you want. Anytime there's a, like anytime there's an army with a really good start collecting box, like I'm all about it, you know? Yeah. That's, and you, you knock out all but, of your hero choices in one star collecting box. It's amazing. Awesome. And it looked really weird when they first released it. And you get another little, you know, snake lady unit. Yeah. So perfect. So, um, so, so this list, uh, do we have time for a list? Should we just keep going? I don't we know should probably we... just keep going. I'm yeah. worried about getting through all these. There's a lot of books we, we signed ourselves up for. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Um, whew. that's all right. So let's move on to the other half, right? Of the dual, oh, of goodness. the dual box. Oh, and, goodness. uh, right. There's a lot of new Slanesh yeah, right, that came out and it would take forever for us to go through every little piece I, I the, can't do it. I can't. And other people have done it. Yeah. Ad nauseum. So, um, because, so, because there's, there's so much hate for this book right now. And I, I see it and I feel it. Um, but I'm also laughing because I, I feel like games workshop gave us probably one of the better books in the game. 
and everybody is just trolling themselves. Yeah. I really do. I feel like they had to do something that was pretty serious surgery from the old book because the model range is completely different, right? Like they added on half an army and it's not like the original book was like rife with choices for you. You know, like, do you have two keepers of secrets or three keepers of secrets? Which of the three chariots would you like to have? And how many demonettes units are you planning on fielding? So, so here's the thing, though. So when when Slanesh came out, like, I I don't I don't know about you, but a lot of the Slanesh lists that I saw were pulling in slaves to darkness units. And sure. This is even before slaves to darkness came in, too, right? Before they had like access to a lot of cooler units. Right. Uh, and they did that to fill in those blanks. Um, you can't do that now to get like all of the actual buffs that you really want to get from Slanesh. So I think they, sure. they, they, they pulled, I mean, the most recent book I can think of that has kind of done that is Lumineth, right? We got half of a book and yeah. then we just got the rest of it. Um, Slanesh followed suit and please, please give me the rest of my Sylvaneth book in Karnathi. <laughs> Do it That'd now. be cool. I mean, um, that's like a that's a really long con if that actually comes to fruition. I, it's right? working on me. It's working yeah. on me right now. <laughs> I got. I have. I have both Karnathi units, and, nice. and I'm I've never used them. Um, <laughs> so, so, so what? Sorry, what are the big? What's what are the big sky falling things that the that the internet is hating on this Lanesh? Uh, well, so. You know, you know who's the who's going to win the uh, the always striking last award now in every match. It's going to be of all people, Sylvaneth, because Slanesh nice. ain't got it no more. Oh, um, so, yeah, so they lost they lost that always strikes last debuff. Yeah, that they used to give from their demon heroes. They didn't and now, lose it. They traded it in for something sure. more redef- uh, refined. Mm-hmm. Which is uh, my only, only pile in an inch, right? Um, no, uh, let me let me just make or, or is it can't true. pile in? It's not. It's not piling in. So if you're if you're within an inch of uh, a unit, you can roll for this. It's no longer three inches um, with any demon hero, and this is mm-hmm. what makes I think demons still relevant. You don't have to build for a mortal list only. Mm-hmm. Um, if you if you roll a four and up with any demon uh, hero, um, of he with the Heat Knights keyword, sure, sure, yeah. then that not unit can pile in. Yeah, that unit <laughs> that you can. Uh, I There's mean, no no pile in. Not one inch pile in. No, no pile in. There's That's no pile in. They are stuck there. So this, and, if you're a movement player, yeah, if you're a movement player, this this drives you nuts because it's like, oh yeah. oh, there's a lot here we can do. Unless you're and this is, this is at the start of every tech. combat phase, right? So it can hit you during your turn and their turn and the whole nine yards. I'm guessing. Uh, right? It's at the end of the charge phase. Any okay. end of any charge and phase. Any charge phase. So yeah, so it, it'll hit during both turns yep. potentially. So this this would go off, you know. Um and the the one thing that I'm actually I I hate it. Mm-hmm. But I understand why they had to do it. Was you can only use this on a unit once. So you can only Speed. attempt for each unit once. Yep, that makes yep. sense. So it's four and up for regulars, three and up for greater demons. That okay. in and of itself, um, you know, a lot of people will be like, "Well, I can't strike last." Well, you know, now you, 
now that unit that probably charged you while you were on the objective, uh, they can't pile in to outnumber you on that objective. Right. You know, you can uh, now keep them from hitting you and only take maybe three guys hitting you instead of all 20 of those stupid Mortec card. Yeah. And um, it opens up the possibility for you to fail your foreign ops a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, and, and it, it, it means too, that if they had a sketchy charge, right? Like a, a charge that was really just on the edge yeah. that there's a good chance that there doesn't, it, it won't do anything for them. Right. You're going to get one or two guys in combat. Cause that's all they ever got. That's all they got off the chart. Like, you know, if they were three inches away and they rolled an 11 on their charge, it doesn't matter how far they pile in. They were fine. Right. But if they were 11 inches away and rolled an 11 on the charge, you yeah. know, now they're not piling in, you know, yeah. if assuming it all happens. And, and it, it, the hilarious thing is it, it totally screws with all the armies or all the styles that I love to play, which is let's find every six inch pilot I can yeah. um, and tap with one person. Right. Uh, so, so to me, I, I see the danger of it against specifically that Lumineth book um, for a couple of different reasons, but um, it also, so, it's, 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 it's very useful. And um, I think a lot of players will just need to adjust to the use and start, you know, thinking before they charge instead of just gotcha. and thinking charge. about how they're going to charge. Yeah. That and, makes sense. And of course the biggest thing that everybody is still trying to figure out and wrap their minds around is depravity. Um, mm-hmm. Depravity now is just, you add up, um, you add up every unit on the board um, at the end of a battle shock phase. Okay, so it has and, twice a twice a round, right? Yep. You add up the any of all of the ones that have taken a wound and have not negated it at the end of the battle shock phase, or are under full strength. Yeah, I mean, right. So ones that were wounded, or ones that were wounded last turn, but did not take any new damage. No, 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 no. It's only it's only it's only ones that have uh, had a wound or mortal wound that was not negated or allocated to it that turn or as fewer fewer models than it had at the start of that turn. So it's only okay. turn by turn. Ooh, so okay, man, so you I have would to keep... love if you could steamroll that shit. Okay. So oh yeah, so so you have to be continuously taking damage. Yes, continuously okay. taking and receiving or, damage, or, right? Uh so it's not like you can um you know, uh roll up with a unit of marauders or something something super cheap, insanely cheap, mm-hmm. uh, arcane bolt it from your own wizard and then stick it in the back corner to generate command no. po- or point. Yeah. So that's not going to work. That I mean, you could so boring. That would right? be the most boring way to play. I'm just saying like, you know, the, that was the first thing that came to my mind. I was like, okay, how do I get, how do I game this? You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, they, they, they cut it down. Um, cause I think a lot of, a lot of people would, would do that. And I don't think, I think that would take it like the, the summoning now. I don't, yeah, I don't think that would be fun if people were doing that just for the record. I was just, you know, (laughs) I misread it and was like, yeah, anyway, the, the, the summoning now also there is, there's one more caveat and that's, Mm -hmm. um, that they can only, uh, summon one unit per turn. Yeah. So, um, you can only summon one unit per turn, but those units are when you start adding up like the, the potential damage that you can cause over that turn, mm-hmm. they are re- 
ridiculously cheap for summoning. Uh, they okay. make they make the last summoning table. Um, you know, even with the amount of damage that a keeper could throw out, mm-hmm. uh, they they make it look tame. Um, a keeper of secrets uh, or a unit of thirty demonettes, for instance, which is mm-hmm. top of the table, is twelve points. Now, if you're going up against a shooting army, and uh, let's say in this instance you are using Hell Striders, which mm-hmm. have a four and up save, um, and you're using large blocks of them, and then you charge the next uh, next turn, there's probably right. a fairly decent um, chance that you're going to at least get up to like six on your turn and six on their turn. Okay. Um, and if there isn't, then you're probably playing like I did against more tech guard. Where you're just <laughs> staying um, out of it to try and I got you. Um, and, but yeah, so you, so you could hopefully get about six every single game turn. Yep. Um, and there's there's potential to add more. Like if you're and, if you're going uh, up it, against the MSU army that I just talked about, you know, that's a there's a very good potential that you're going to get much more than. Sure. In that is it is it like corn when you spend them the rest any additional that you might have had stockpiled goes away? No, nope. I don't think it totally. Okay, so so you could get to eleven, not quite have enough for the keeper of secrets. Next turn, take, bring in twenty demonets instead, and then you know uh, hope that yeah. you you know try and do some extra. You, you do have utility there, and and it's a good thing that they have that because they don't have the arguably better part of that book in corn, which is the, the table, um, that you can actually use for like oh, effects ex- on of, the field of extra shit. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is majority better part of that book. Like there's nothing more frustrating than having somebody use that on you. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> right at that one point. Um, so yeah, so the, the summoning is, deceptively good and it's even better now because slanesh has turned into a uh, pseudo shooting army Um, okay they got the seekers um which i can't remember the name of i'm not gonna make you guys sit here there's some bliss barb seekers right because there's the archers and then there's the seeker version which is which to me they just seem like a massive point sink um i mean it's great redeployed uh, shooting, but in the end, you're paying uh, uh, a, a lot of points. I think they're 180 right now for five for of them. the five of them. Okay. Yeah, which to me is just not. It's not there. Um, I will the, point the out other, they are four wounds apiece. That, that I mean, is that's, an extra wound than Chaos Warrior or Chaos Knights get. That was surprising, and I actually didn't realize that. I just looked at. You know, I, I looked at uh, through the book, scanning through it. I was like, yeah, I just I'm not going to be buying these guys until I figure mm-hmm. out how the army works. Right. Yeah. Um, because the slick blade seekers actually look much more interesting. Okay. Um, and I even passed over that thinking they were just, you know, the same as regular seekers. Um, so I didn't realize it until somebody else pointed out uh, the four wounds, which does make yeah. them cool. But their save kind of cuts that down a little bit. Sure. Um they don't want to get caught in combat and you know, the mortal wounds, um, mortal wounds and all that are fun. But, um, I think the real MVP, uh, of the new units is the archers. Um, they're just the foot archers. Yep. The bliss barb archers. Um, 
they are just kind of tailor-made for actually keeping up and being support for the faster parts of your army. They don't fall behind and they have enough, um, their bases are bigger, which means they can go and edge out objectives from somebody charging, trying to take it from you. And um, they've got two attacks, fours and fours, minus one ren and one damage, which I'll take it. Um, yeah, that's okay. That's okay shooting. The The cool thing is their little dude that comes with them gives them plus one to wound. So yeah, that's pretty dope. an extra wound that gives you plus one to wound. Yeah. And they can run and still shoot. Yeah, um, okay. So that's good. Because I remember their, their range wasn't inspiring. It's right? it was 18. Like, yeah, which is okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, that's that is better or equal range from as all of the long guns in if, if for, for like Arcanaut Company. I was gonna say they're they're better than your pistols, apparently. Yeah, yeah pistols are the worst. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I think they're they're kind of the MVP in um, of the new units, and mm-hmm. outside of uh, the Lord of Pain, who is just whew, he's he's a juicy little fella. Um, but I, I, I'm going to keep it concise so I don't go through the entire book. So just a real quick, to give an overview, like the new stuff that we got, we got the big guy on his, uh, Gluto, is that really his name? Yeah. Like, are they serious? Like, that's awesome. But yeah, <laughs> the guy, I mean, yeah, he has he, to be named Gluto's. Did you, did hedonism, you think? Yeah, no, he looks amazing. Uh, he's eating his grapes with his tentacle arm. It's amazing. Oh, uh, that's, uh, that's human parts. Yeah. Are they human parts? I thought he was grapes. Yeah. He's, I, he's, my brain he's just was like, Oh, it's, it's grapes. It's heat. It's grapes. Could be grapes. <laughs> human grapes. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we got him and he's a cool, big dope centerpiece guy. Yep. Um, we've got two different new kinds of, uh, of health riders, right? Yep. So we got the slick blade seekers, which are basically the melee version of the shooting guys, um, uh, with an extra attack. Um, and they are, they're pretty nasty. The cool thing is that they fit into, um, a lot of the battalions that we previously had. So that extra, extra three inch pile in, uh, there were two different units of Hellstriders before this new book came out. So there are now four different, and I'm going to yep. confuse Seekers and Hellstriders and use those terms interchangeably, even though they're not at all the same. So the, yeah, <laughs> they, they are not, but, uh, uh, but there are, there are now four different units that have mortal humans riding Seekers of Slanesh. Yep. They outnumber okay. the demons, I think twice over by models that you can take now. Um, the, the slick blades, uh, are, they're cool in that they have the, uh, two inch range, but mm-hmm. three attacks, threes and threes, you know, minus one ren, one damage and sixes are mortal wounds. Uh, the great thing about, uh, them is they can reroll their charges. Um, That's cool. and then obviously the speed on all of this is ridiculous cause it's Slanesh. It's 14. Oh, nice. Um, uh, the bliss barbs are shooty at three attacks. Like I said, basically the um, basically the shooting version of the melee uh, guys, mm-hmm. um, and they can run and shoot, which makes them oh, that's ridiculously good, yeah. fast. Um, the shard speaker is the new mortal wizard, um, and she is interesting. Um, she can turn into a close combat monster. 
That's um, cool. Right, didn't she have a self buff spell? Is that what I did? I read that, or am I just making this up? Yeah. So if she casts a spell, she can um, immediately get a two inch range, four attacks, threes and threes, minus two rend, one damage. Um, That's pretty cool. Weapon. I mean, she's good for cleaning up stuff, right? She's better in combat than most wizards are. Um, but she's also in a book where the spells are usually kind of subpar or short range. So gotcha. she kind of needs to have something. Uh, Lord of Pain was another big one we got. Uh, Sigvald. Um, Sigvald. I know people the Prince talked, of Assless Chaps. Yes, over and over and over about that glorious bottom. Um that he just shows to the world. Um, so I don't, I don't really feel the need to get into him too much. Sure. Um, but so he, but he's a nice big, he, he kind of fills the role that like a demon prince, a classic demon. I mean, he's better than a demon prince, but he's kind of in that same, I'm a, I'm moderately slow. I'm on, I'm on foot, but I am a, I am a, a melee hero who's going to well, get in there and, and slice and dice. I think I think he's going to turn into kind of an assassin. Um, he yeah. he uh, he gets the amount of attacks that he rolls to charge. Okay, um, that's quite and, a few. And he adds three to his charges. Okay, yeah. That's... So he's he's going to go in. He ignores um, he ignores like save after the saves. Um, well. So shrugs. I just so, want to say he he gets uh, either five uh, attacks or the unmodified charge roll. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he can get ridiculous, um, and you just cannot uh, negate his attacks in any way. So he's going to kill a character, no matter what he runs into. I actually yeah, like wild. to think of him as like a super buffed up beast lord with um, with the axe, with that axe. Just send him in. He'll he'll kill something and then he'll probably die because he's only got six wounds. Gotcha. So, um, but that's cool. It's a cool cool new model for them. Uh, they also got the two the twin. We talked about these guys earlier. The Myrmidesh Painbringers and yep. the Simbaresh Twin, twin Souls. Souls. I think the Twin Souls. Um, are going to have they're they're, they're twenty phone. points more. They're one seventy points. They are pretty good uh, mm-hmm. with that two damage and three attacks. And I mean, nobody's. I don't. I don't see much use in people getting the reroll to hit rolls. But they can either choose to um, get a five up shrug or um, or the reroll to hit rolls, which great, but. Um, there, I don't. I don't think they're going to see much use because they have no rent, and there's no real way to buff their rent. So I imagine gotcha. them as just sitting there, throwing well, extra attacks not if and you play more tech in, yeah. and you know, fifty percent of all games. Yeah, where where the pain bringers are going to be the ones that I would say go yeah. up against more tech with them. Um, even though they actually, they just they need an extra attack. That's what they need. Um, they only have two yeah. attacks at threes and threes minus one ren and six. I'm looking at them now. That's that's exactly uh, the slaves, the chaos warrior. Yep. Attack, um, but sixes cause mortal wounds, and um, they can reroll their saves. So they are just 150 points for five chaos warriors that can throw mortal wounds. That's essentially all they are. Yeah. Um, which is mildly disappointing. Um, how. 
Let's see. How... Did we did we forget anything? Um, uh, there's Lord of Pain, which I don't yeah. think we've talked about. We've mentioned him. Uh, Lord of Pain is he's just a he's just a fun guy. He's he's just a cool dude. <laughs> he's a very nice guy. I want to mention it. They got the Slangors, which seem cool. As a Beast of Chaos player, I just cannot talk about those. Yeah, I am so sad at that. Ugh. I'm are so they, sad. Are they, they not okay for Beast? They're not, they not. They're not okay for Slanesh, and they're okay worse for, with Beast. Oh, that's they're, brutal. They're they're the most um, underwhelming unit in this book. Um, okay. As much as we were just dogging the Symbarites, mm-hmm. uh, the yeah. Is that what they're okay, called? fine. Let's just so <laughs> they don't. As a beast of chaos player, I'm I'm mm-hmm. even more pissed because they don't have Brayherd. They don't have the Brayherd keyword, so they don't get any buffs from your shamans. They can't move quicker. They don't have any of the fun stuff that you can actually do with them for beast of oh, chaos. Interesting. Um, so they're like doubly disappointing because they ha- only have a five and up save, a bravery and- of six, and only three wounds. Three Dude. attacks, fours and threes, minus one rend, and sixes are supposed to cause mortal wounds, but like, no. Or no, 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 no. It's not even that. It's if they live with a five and up save, then they can cause yeah. a mortal wound on a four and up. Yeah, they're just they're just sad, beautiful models. So this is just like a, an objectively worse version of the snake ladies that we were talking about a second ago. Extremely worse. Um, they're, they're massively disappointing and games workshop. Why do you hate my beasts so That's much? That's just too bad. Uh, that, that is, that is too bad. I mean, also, who knows? Maybe we'll get a beast book coming out soon and they'll, they'll get a refresh. Oh, don't do that. I don't want to be I'm, on the top I'm of the sorry. <laughs> Um, just out of curiosity, do, do Zangors get Brayherd? Yeah. Oh, they do. Yeah. Okay. That's why well, it's such that's a slap just, in the face. Yeah. No, no, screw them then. Um, so, so in order to wipe that slate clean, let's talk about the Lord of Pain real quick since we're, okay. since we're going through it. Uh, he's two inch range, five attacks, threes and threes, minus one rend and two damage, um, which is just badass. He will go in and smack a character down hard. Um, in addition to that, you know, he's got the four and up save, um, and five wounds, yada, yada, yada. But, um, on a five plus, he's also got a shrug. If he makes that shrug, he shoots a mortal wound at you. Oh, those are always good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then he can also uh, give uh, mortal heat and night units uh, wholly within twelve reroll to hit rolls. So that's pretty. That's a really good. I mean, yeah. So a really good buff. <laughs> you you can see you can, but it's only mortals, which is a little sad um, because I really just. They, they really separated the book in half, mm-hmm. and uh, it really shows. But um, it, is, it is still a good book. Um, and you can actually still roll with that same uh, demon army. Um, yeah, to if you degree. want to just bring your three lords of, or what, not lords of, you know, uh, you know Keeper of keepers secrets. of secrets. I mean, if you want to do that, I mean, you were already... You you were already going to run three keepers of secrets in the first place, and you didn't really have to worry about any other things to your army because it was just three keepers, right? There you go. Um, so, and I to, mean, those things are still tough as hell. So, like you know, they will take some damage and get you those depravity points. That's at least three right yep. there. You know, 
And, um, and they're not very good at leaving things alive, unfortunately, which is something you were kind of hoping to do now. Well, hilariously, <laughs> they are, they're also, oops, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're also, they're also quick still. Yeah. Um, and even if they are battering rams, they, um, they will last. And if you are hitting a, hitting a unit correctly, you know, you can, you can go into a tank unit and last a couple of turns. Nice. Um, and well, they just... get the, the three up with that locust that we talked about earlier. Right. So they have the best chance of fuck you and your pile in. Yeah. Um, Cause all you want to do is just take one wound. That's all you want to do. Yeah. Um, and then summon. So um, let's actually use this to move into the list. So, okay. Um, my my idea here is what if I actually brought a keeper of secrets and didn't just bring glutose like everybody okay. probably wants to do. Um, so I went ahead and uh, chose God Seekers. God Seekers is amazing. It gives you a plus the, one to your charge. Okay, yeah, that's the um, moving moving extra fast. Yep, and if your general charges, then you get um, a depravity. If somebody else charges, you get. Um, or no, no, no. If your general charges, you get D three, and oh, nice. um, you add one to that roll for anybody else who charged. Um, so it 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 immediately means that if you're putting that on a keeper of secrets, mm-hmm. um, who you want to charge right away, there you right. go. There's your depravity right at the beginning before yeah, yeah. the keeper hits. Um, so in uh, in congruence with that, I. Hold a keeper of secrets um, with the enrapturing enrapturing circlet um, and the uh, spell born of damnation. And um, I won't lie, I put born of damnation on both of the heroes, of which I only have two, and there's a reason. Right. This is um, a, like a demon trait, right? And that's why you can double them up. Or is this a spell? It's a spell. Ah, so okay, I got confused. The, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, my bad. Uh, I'll slow down. Um, so with, with the keeper born of damnation, um, it's a very low cast. I can't remember right off the top of my head, but sure. it's, uh, adds D three wounds back. So there okay. you go. That's There's a healing spell. To, That's dope. Yeah. Yeah. Put it on yourself, put it on another hero. You can only hear a heal a hero. So, eh. Um, both of their, what else in the army, especially in the demon? I mean, I guess there's a handful of things that are multi-wound models, but like, I mean, predominantly everything, but the demons and the, um, the archers is all multi-wound in that army. So the entirety of the army minus the, those two little battle line are, uh, are multi-wound. That's a good point. Um, so it's kind of hilarious that you can only heal heroes. Um, the, so, so one of the things that I really wanted to try and do with this was let's, let's use the meat missile, right? Let's make that keeper mm-hmm. of secrets be the thing that just flies right in. And there you go. It's in combat, yeah. but let's do stuff on the way. Um, the keeper is fast enough that it can get a turn one charge in. If somebody decides to deploy, you know, recklessly, okay. um, or thinks that, Oh, this Slanesh players learned. You can't just stroll right into combat. Um, <laughs> I've learned nothing. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, so for this build, it's uh, I, I gave it the artifact for um, enrapturing circlet, which mm-hmm. um, units within three inches cannot retreat, 
And on a three plus, any unit within three inches uh, takes a mortal wound. Okay. Right. So no matter what you're hitting, even if something happens. Yeah. Um, that, that hero in the back that's technically in combat, but you can't really hit anyway. But boom, they're going to take a mortal de- wound potentially there. That's extra. Thank you, depravity. That's extra deprav- yeah, that's nice. Right? Um, the other thing I gave her was uh, the uh, for the weapon choice was mm-hmm. the lash of uh, or the living whip. So that okay. gives me a six inch range. Uh, I think it's three and three minus one, one damage. Cool. Okay. That's a chance for another one. There's another, there's another one. If I'm just outside of something that I don't want to charge. Cool. Another point of depravity, right? Nice. So yeah. right there, we've got a potential too. Um, in addition to that in combat, if I'm going up against something that I don't want to die to, like, let's say, um, I don't know, a thunder tusk or something like that. Yeah. Um, any monsters within six, I believe, um, I can make them go minus one to hit. Uh, there is a role oh, nice. for that. I think it's three and up. Okay. But now you're getting like some of the super stompy guys hitting you on probably fours at this point. Yeah, right? that's awesome. Yeah. Which is much, much better for her to be survivable again. And now they can't leave. So they're only going to be mm-hmm. forced to pile into her. So that thing in and of itself should hopefully stop a pile in on something, get mortal wounds on a bunch of things possibly getting a shooting attack on the way it goes in and let's say just probability and best use case right let's say that's that's three probably three or four depravity right there in one turn okay and that's if you haven't used the feign to give yourself a wound and before you've done any other things with the rest Mm -hmm. of your army so that's just one model shooting in being a pocket rocket you know just Mm -hmm. in there I'm going to try and do as many of the, 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 the rocket jokes okay. that are also like meat missiles, you know, <laughs> heat nights. It's funny. Yeah. Um, and, and that's all it is. It just goes in, gets as much as it can, make sure it doesn't die in the first turn. Hopefully it doesn't die in the second turn by that turn. You know, that's almost by the end of your turn, you should have uh five or six depravity just from, right. From, that model and you know maybe one or two other units that you have um so the other the other thing i chose there uh for the uh leaders was a contorted uh epitome i can't okay t- is it epitome or epitome i like it's epitome. epitome yeah okay <sighs> probably that always I scares mean, all me of, all of the- it looks like epitome yeah it's like yeah. epitome. no no uh it's one of those ones that looks like a fake word, but it's actually a real word. Well, I know the word epitome, but I don't yeah. know if it's like I've heard it say heard it said both ways, and I get confused. I'm pretty sure it's epitome. Anyway, yeah. um, so <laughs> so this one is is the general, um, and I gave it the sweeping slash uh, command mm-hmm. trait. Um, so after the charge, um, units within one on a two plus D three mortal wounds. And this is multiple units as well. Nice. So I can get multiple hits. Um, then uh, also gave it the Lash of Despair, where um, within six inches, I can, mm-hmm. on a four plus, give something a mortal wound. Okay. Um, again, just just milking it, right? Yeah, yeah. just trying milking, to hit, hit something else for a, for a depravity point. Yeah, milking those MSU armies for everything they're worth. Um, and then... The spell Born of Damnation, just to make sure mm-hmm. I'm going to pop back up, right? Because both of these uh, leaders actually have fairly decent spells. So that's good. 
Great, great, wonderful. Um, so uh, basically right there, those two are uh, supporting the army in just being able to get depravity. One of the cool things uh, about the contorted epitome is that instead of doing the, um, I guess it probably could do it in addition, um, but instead or in addition to uh, the non-piling in, Mm -hmm. Uh, it also can make it so that it can't be a target of any attacks um, until it's fought. So you can, you can kind of use that to find your way through all the the dead bodies to get where you want to go on your pile and using it. Okay. Um, And, you know, they're, they're just great with those, uh, those coiled tentacles, two attacks, threes and fours, minus two damage or minus two rent, two damage. Um, yeah, that's great. So the rest of it, this is actually going to go really quickly because those sure. two are kind of like the alpha strike or the support for if I get alpha struck. Sure. Um, the rest of it is uh, one unit of bliss barb archers. Cool. Okay. Great. There's an extra depravity, right, for right. that run and charge. Um, and then a seeker cavalcade with my favorite units in the book, three units of 10 hell striders. Um, okay. So that's 20 wounds, four and up. I can um, survive of, or realistically give them reroll charges and um, and a bravery of eight, right? Okay. So it's going to take a while to whittle them down. They've almost got demon level. Um, and, like, I'm not expecting to use the command points for the extra pile-in for another unit because the keeper of secrets is already going to be way up there. Right. So we use that on bravery. So then they just stay there. Um, they can get into whatever combat they want. Um, especially if one of the two demons has stopped somebody from piling in, all I have to do is just edge them in. Don't even have to charge. Don't even have to worry about taking or making wounds, just taking one or two wounds from that. And and just to clarify, you don't have to charge because you have a six inch, pilot range so uh at the moment so you can move in the movement phase you're not allowed to get within three inches but if you have a six inch pile in and a six inch activation uh you can move within six inches and then and then still get into combat without actually having charged i get far too excited about that Uh, (laughs) it's a good it's a really good trick absolutely so good and it's 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 uh it suits my play style um, and then just two units of seekers. Uh, seekers are super fast. They can hold your back objectives. These are the demon you, riding seekers. Yes, these are the demon okay. ones. They uh, they run three d six. Don't he know? That's two d six. Can reroll their runs or reroll their charges, um, and they have a fourteen inch movement. There's nothing on the board they can't hit in one turn. Okay. Nice. Um, so, like you have the you have the ready redeployment and. The great thing about this is, in theory, you know the keeper is up there. If it's if it's done its job, and it dies, that's great ground, wonderful. The mm-hmm. uh, the epitome is coming in the second wave with the hell striders, right? right? So you still got a hero there for summoning, and then even if you get double turned, uh, you're your hell striders should be on objectives at this point further up on the board mm-hmm. and your seekers should be in the back holding objectives. Um, this is all once again, in theory, sure. but the, the best update to this army, hands down the best update you can summon from the fane now. 
So okay, instead of so only summoning from heroes, you can now summon see, with the I was going to ask. I was going to ask about that because like, I didn't hear in this amazing list a cheap you know, herald of Slanesh to sit in the back next to the fane so that you always have something to summon from. Yeah, you can, you can summon from the fane. If, if somebody is already putting enough, um, putting enough points into trying to deny you from the fane, yeah. then they should be spread out enough that you should be able to pick them apart. Okay. Um, should being the word that usually sure. means I mean, all you battles know, these things sadness. always. These always fall apart when they get into actually moving models around and rolling. Yeah, but well, it's that a, sounds awesome. It sounds like a cool book. It it is a cool book, and I know we just skimmed it. And um, yeah, it's it's going to be one of those where if you if you love playing an army that challenges you and isn't an auto build, um, there is there's at no point that I've opened up this book where I've said. I want to do that, and that's the best option. And it's not because everything sucks. It's because everything has an equal level of lethality in a book that is made to make you think so much more um, about the game and how you want to approach it. Uh, Because everything is tricksy and everything is nuance in the book. It's not a sledgehammer, and it's amazing. That's awesome. So... Miles and I um, got got too excited. We yeah <laughs> we we had a giant juicy burger of an episode, but it turned out to be five burgers all. Yeah, it was a lot. It it we thought it was gonna be like uh, one big tasty burger, but it's looking like a bunch of White Castle sliders, and we're just gonna have to split these up. Yeah, and. And they taste better than White Castle sliders. They do. That's so. That was a bad, yeah, bad reference there. (laughs) Not a good, not a good analogy. So, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna split up the rest. Uh, We got through uh, Slanesh book, and then um, next time we will talk about uh, Broken Realms Teclas, the new Lumineth, and uh, Broken Realms Bellacore, and maybe anything else that we decide is super cool that's happened since then. Yeah. Um, so thanks for listening. And, yeah. Uh, do we have a sign off? I don't no, think we have a, we should come up with a sign off. Yeah. We'll have to come up with a sign off. Uh, like, and comment if you have a good sign off suggestion. Uh, and, 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 um, and, and the stuff.